And welcome to the Breathe, Elevate, Heal podcast, where we journey into the world of holistic therapies, health and spirituality, and energy healing practices that are designed to help you heal from chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and chronic disease symptoms. Get ready to breathe in healing energy, elevate your mind and your consciousness, and heal your mind, body, and spirit. I am Dr. K, owner of Design and Wellness Center. I'm a PhD nurse researcher, holistic wellness nurse of 20 years, a certified yoga and Reiki therapist, and an educator of holistic practice including meditation, yoga, CBT, mindfulness, and energy healing. I help women over 40 live a soul-inspired life and break through the emotional and self-defeating habits that are keeping her stuck in stress and blocking her natural ability to heal. This podcast is a part of Design and Wellness Center, where we offer holistic mind-body-spirit therapies. Hey, Dr. K here from Design and Wellness Center, and in today's video, I'm talking about the mitochondria and the power of mindfulness, the healing power of mindfulness. So we live in a stress-filled world, and with chronic stress, we know that there is a stress hormone called cortisol that is produced in excessive amounts, and we know that this can be very damaging to the function and the structure of the brain, and can also be very damaging to our immune system, our endocrine system, our nervous system, and the mitochondria. So the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, and when stress is damaging our mitochondria, then this depletes our vital life force energy. So if you look at this image in almost every single cell of the mitochondria, there are these unique organelles that contain its own light, its own information, its own coding, its own special DNA, its own life force energy. So this is all important in terms of the vitality and the longevity of our cells and also the telomeres. Now the telomeres are little caps on the end of our chromosomes and they play a part in how well our cells are able to regenerate and determines how quickly we age. So healthy mitochondria are very important for the protection of protecting us against premature aging. It helps us to protect us against all of these chronic conditions that we're seeing running rampant throughout our nation. And that includes that of autoimmune diseases, certain types of cancers, diabetes, Alzheimer's, metabolic disorders, obesity, and also the mitochondria protects us against mental health issues too that we're seeing as epidemics in terms of depression and anxiety. So this is why it's important that we know about our mitochondria, what it's useful for, and how we can begin caring more about our mitochondria because we know that stress is going to impact and it affects every cell in our body, our DNA, our mitochondria, our immune system, nervous system, and endocrine system. It all works together. I just want to give you just a little bit about what mitochondria do in terms of the breakdown and how it converts this energy from the foods that we eat, that we ingest, that we digest, that then therefore the mitochondria breaks down into life, sustainable life force energy. So as we eat food, we, we digest it, we use the carbohydrates and the glucose, and then therefore the mitochondria basically is what furnishes and ma manufactures the ATP energy. So about 90% of our body's ATP energy is then used by the cells, the tissues, the organs to perform their function. So this ATP energy, this is basically the sustainable life force energy that the cells are able to then use and then your body can use for oxygen and energy. So most of all of this, 90% of this ATP energy is manufactured in the mitochondria. So it's in, involved in every metabolic process and cellular process within your body and in which your body can then therefore use the energy, okay? And we basically get that from the foods that we eat, 
breaking those down from the carbs, the glucose, and so forth. So when the mitochondria is healthy, it goes through that process smoothly. However, when the mitochondria are not healthy, this can lead to the alteration of that life force energy. It leads to a decline in that ATP energy. And without this, then our enzymes, our hormones, our cells are not communicating effectively, right? We're not synthesizing correctly to balance our blood sugar levels. This is what leads to diabetes. We start to see elevation of cholesterol and lipids, which can lead to obesity and metabolic syndromes. This gets out of balance. And we also see a lack of blood flow to vital organs, especially the heart. So when this is disrupted and circulation is disrupted, then there's no removal of a lot of the toxins that build up in the body and that cellular damage that you know, is produced. So this is delayed. And when this is delayed, then there's destruction of our brain cells, and this can lead to cognitive disorders of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, a decrease in brain fun function. And then essentially there's just this lack of a renewal process in terms of our healthy cell production. This is where we start to come into problems with premature aging and other processes throughout our lifetimes and chronic inflammation and all of that. So interestingly, the mitochondria have evolved from invading bacteria from billions of years ago. And we actually have retained a smaller part of that that's independent from our present existence. And this really can have implications for our mental and our physical health. And so shamans and many indigenous cultures knew the importance of the mitochondria and especially modern shamans today. And this is why they really engage in practices of, you know, using healing herbs, fasting, praying, meditation. And they knew that in order for a person to be really healed from disease, be to be free and enlightened, then it was essential for them to strengthen the feminine life force energy within, therefore, hence the mitochondria. So when the mitochondria are not healthy due to us not getting, you know, not fasting, not praying, not meditating, not eating the right foods, not getting out in sunshine, breathing in that good energy, then essentially the mitochondria can actually start to attack itself when it's not balanced, right? So whenever I feel that I'm off emotionally, disorganized, out of balance, then I recognize this is a part of, these are clear signs to me that I'm out of my sync with my feminine energy. <laughs> I feel that my feminine energy is low and I need some rest. I need some rejuvenation. That's why meditation and prayer is a daily practice for me, getting outside in nature and so forth, because essentially without a healthy mitochondria, then we operate from a very low frequency. We operate from a very low energy so we're kind of losing power just like you know an automobile can lose fuel so the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell this is what's producing the energy for our cells and our body to run on right and so this is the energy for the brain also to do its functions as well so there are certainly many lifestyle changes that we can embrace to increase the function of our mitochondria and therefore our overall health and wellness as well. So mindfulness has become a very common treatment for many of the chronic diseases and conditions that I talked about earlier, including that of stress, anxiety, and depression. Mindfulness meditation is a way to give your mitochondria that fuel and that boost that it needs. Recent research reports have found that practicing mindfulness meditation has actually shown to be more helpful or just as helpful for anxiety as actually taking medication for anxiety, right? So this is one of the first studies that has ever been done directly to compare that of meditation to medication for anxiety. And finding with those two methods, using those two me methods, 
they found that meditation works just as equal as reducing symptoms of, of anxiety as medication does. So I think that was that's very, very useful information. Very good research because we know that mindfulness is known to trigger the relaxation response, which let which naturally is going to lower stress and anxiety and protects the mitochondria from stress. So in the relaxation response, we are basically tapping into that parasympathetic nervous system that rests and digests, which gives you know, this is the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system, that fight, flight or freeze response that we chronically find ourselves in in chronic stress. And that can be very much a wear and a tear on the mitochondria. So mindfulness really is about this is a practice. This is an intentional practice. And mindfulness is an ancient practice. It's a discipline that we need to practice and, and make it applicable to our daily life. Medit um, <clears throat> mindfulness is a way of going inward, paying attention on purpose and without judgment to what goes on in the present moment, in your body, your mind, your outside environment, simply noticing what arises, such as your thoughts, your emotions, your sensations in your body. So there are strong evidence behind how mindfulness also can turn on and turn off certain genes. So of course we wanna turn on those healthy genes that are gonna be supportive of the mitochondria and turn off those genes that are more harmful in terms of leading to inflammation, leading to certain type of chronic conditions, and also reducing the risk of anxiety and depression. So what also helps to boost the mitochondria is to get adequate sleep. Adequate sleep is our process of recharging, healing, removing waste, and toxicity and also daily exercise getting that movement in because the sedentary lifestyle can be very damaging to mitochondria we know that daily exercise and movement is going to reduce both psychological stress and oxidative stress is what improves that mitochondrial function in order to improve oxygen flow and also balance the blood's ph spending time in nature so soaking up that sun getting some vitamin d this is really the vital life force energy is in nature places like gardens you know forest being by bodies of water these are abundant in the natural feminine life force energy so i go to these places when i'm feeling out of sync and i need that revitalization and so it's certainly healthy for the mitochondria so when we get back to mindfulness, and these are all practices of mindfulness, getting outside in nature, you know, sitting in meditation, you know, doing movement, the, these are forms of mindfulness. So mindfulness really is involved in intentionally stepping out of the automatic pilot mode that we find ourselves in to be really present, to be aware, to be responsive to our emotions and our thoughts and sensations in our body. So it's about nurturing ourselves and really setting aside that time and space to be present, to allow that healing to unfold naturally within, to return over and over and just observe the present as it is, being kind and compassionate to your mind. So mindfulness is also one of the best ways to develop compassion, the ability to love yourself and others as well. Plus, it reduces the risk of anxiety and depression. So mindfulness is just not a concept. It really is a discipline. And just like learning to develop driving skills or any other type of skills, you can't just, you know, read a book and not apply the concept. So it's in the same sense, mindfulness takes practice and it's something that you really should apply to your daily life and practice it day in and day out. Thank you for listening to the Breathe, Elevate, Heal podcast. If this was your first time tuning in, go ahead and click subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on our soul-inspired tips.